0: What is on and popping with you? Welcome back to another episode here on the Babbling with Jazz podcast. You know what today is. It is Wednesday, so you know what that means. It is Axe Jazz time, okay? So Axe Jazz, every single Wednesday, you guys send me questions. I answer them questions on any and everything, and I give my advice. I give my input. I give my two cents on them, as well as part of the Axe Jazz episodes, the second half is Bible breakdown, where I'm breaking down this Bible in simpler terms, because I feel like low-key society tries to make this super duper complex it's really not and just for us to get a better understanding of this awesome book of life that's truly changed my life okay but you know before we even dig in and before I even dig into these um, questions that have been submitted to me this week I really just wanted to re- uh, recap on this week's focus Um, you guys should know by now every single week I'm dedicating each week to a particular focus that I want each of us each of us family all of us. I want. I need each of us to commit ourselves to focusing on that week's focus. And this week's focus is refocusing. Um, and if you guys heard heard it in my uh, in the last episode, Sunday's episode, how the enemy's just really been attacking my mind. My focus has just been off. I have not been as productive. I've just been kind of. Just tweaking, and honestly, tweaking. I haven't been going as hard as I know I can. Um, I, I don't want to say burnt out, but I just kind of lost a sort of drive. And it's not even—it's just with, in a, in a lot of aspects of my life, just period, I just lost a lot of drive. All I wanted to do was sleep. I wanted to relax. I wanted to lay down. I didn't want to commit myself to anything. And I knew that my, my focus was being taken off. Um, and we need to remember... And I tell people this, we need to remember that the deeper we go, especially on on this journey, uh, when you want to elevate, when you want to transform yourself into your best self, when you want to truly live the life of your dreams, when you choose to accept walking in purpose, we have to understand that as soon as you make that decision that yes, I'm going to strive for more, no, I'm not going to settle here on this level, that exact moment is when the enemy is like, okay, I'm coming for you. And it's, it's black or white, y'all. The enemy hates to see us progress. So what he can't destroy, he distracts. So if he can even get your focus... I mean, he's got you where he got you. You know, maybe he can destroy the calling or or the beautiful, big, amazing things that God has in store for your life. But if he can distract you, if he can get you focused on the wrong things, and if he can steal your focus, then he's got you. He's really got you bamboozled. And I am being real. I was bamboozled for a little bit. Um, And I noticed and I realized this is that. You know, because it's going to happen. This is just something we're going to face throughout our whole entire lives. The deeper we go, (laughs) the deeper we go on this walk, y'all, the deeper, the more that Satan tries to attack us, but it's nothing to be afraid of because he who overcame the world is within you. You know what I'm saying? If God before you, who can be against you? So I'm not, I don't want you to be afraid. Like, oh my gosh, the more that I try to self-elevate myself and progress, uh, you know, I'm going to be attacked. It's bound to happen. till we're six feet under, but the spirit, the Holy spirit that's inside of you, it's strong enough to overcome any single thing that comes your way. You have the ultimate supreme being. You have the ultimate supreme spirit, the spirit of God, the creator of all things, the alpha and omega. You have a spirit inside of you. So you're good for this walk. So it's, and I'm saying this to say that y'all, I I cannot make this up. We are literally your breakthrough. If you're listening to this and I kid you not, your breakthrough is right around the corner. It's right around the corner. First of all, before I even finish elaborating on that thought, when you notice that you are getting attacked, this is, this is why mindset is key, and this is how, why, how you use your perception for, uh, to help you. Whenever you're getting attacked, that means, obviously, God doesn't attack us. God loves us. So whenever you're getting attacked, that means that you're getting close to something if I notice, oh, my focus is getting off. I'm getting close to something. Y'all, Satan is low key, high key trying to, trying to bring me back to my old jazz ways. You know what I'm saying? Trying to, trying to plant things that I, doors that I've already closed in my life, like trying to bring me back to it. And it's so funny and it's so practical because it's like, I must be getting very close to something because Satan really wants me to slip back and go to past chapters of my life, which I know I've overcome, you know? So when you, when you're getting attacked, know that you're close to something and Satan's just trying to slip you up. So that should give you motivation and momentum. Like, yo, I'm getting attacked. I'm getting these thoughts. I'm getting, I'm getting my focus, my focus messed with a little bit. It doesn't mean that you accept it and let it happen still. And don't do anything to refruit it. But be aware that okay, I'm getting attacked. I'm getting closer to something, and I'm not going to let these attacks stop me because I'm close to something. Half the time we get attacked and we try to walk away or we try to quit on ourselves. Oh, why am I getting attacked? Like, no, don't stop going on your journey. The attacks are bound to come. You know, you gotta, you gotta treat Satan how he is a little clown you got to cast him out with the word y'all the word is the only thing that Satan crumbles at I promise you that lightning, that sage is not fun to cast Satan out but he would love for you to think that it is these as much and I'm not knocking the fact that crystals have a lot of powerful energies they do but it's not it's nothing compared to the energy that that's what with, uh, that's within you period. And these crystals cannot cast out these demons either, or demonic activity, evil activity that is bound to come for your life. Mind you, when you are trying to progress in life, when you are trying to succeed, when you are trying to live in your purpose and walk in your purpose, be in alignment with God's perfect will for your life. When you say that you are literally putting your, I literally, when I, when I think of that, I get the vision of like, somebody putting on a jacket and on the back of it, it has like the target and it's like a target on the back. That is what you're literally doing. Um, Whenever you're saying yes and answering the call to your life, whenever you're striving for bigger and better, when you're truly determined to live your best life, which is in alignment with God's will. When you do that, you are literally putting on a jacket and on the back, it is literally target. You're you're a target, You're a threat to the enemy now because it's nothing to be afraid of. Like I said, but I'm saying that when you say yes to the when you say yes to the call on your life, you are also saying yes to war. You are saying yes to being being in this battle. Believe it or not, and that you're ready to fight. You can't just say, okay, yes, I want to be this best self. I just want I want to be my best self and just think all these positive things. It's good to think these positive things, but to completely disre- disregard the fact that the enemy is not gonna be trying to come for you, it, it, it's a joke. You, it's a joke. No, it's, it's it's seriously a joke. Like that it's so false. Like you have to be aware that if I want to be the best person, the best, the best version of myself, that automatically means Satan is gonna be pissed off that. So he's going to do whatever he can to distract me. He's going to probably come in things in my life, send people things, whatever, that look attractive to me, that are going to take my focus. We have to remember what we're doing here. We have to remember who we playing with. Who are we playing with, y'all? You know, one thing that really just be irritating me sometimes about these quote unquote spiritualists, um, these counterfeit spiritualists, and I'll be saying it, I do not care at me I, I do not care but it's a lot of it's a lot of counterfeits and we are gonna get into it later on this season y'all but it's so many counterfeits and the thing that just surprises me not even i'm not even surprised i'm very the bible explains all this all the time but um the one thing that like just gets me about these counterfeits y'all these these oh so these oh so woke people okay these spiritualists uh all this stuff is you quote unquote Say that you're so woke, right? You quote unquote are so woke. You have so much spiritual insight and knowledge. And remind you guys, I'm going to always re emphasis on this. There's yes, we believe that we know that there's a spiritual realm, but there's two types of ways to tap into the spirit: the heavenly realm or the demonic realm. Demonic realm just means outside of God's nature. So the ones that are, are outside of God, the ones are tapped into the demonic realm outside of God's nature, outside of how God would per- go about things. You now, you, you may be tapped into the spirit. I ain't knocking you. But my thing is this, you so tapped into the spirit, right? You're so, oh, so spiritual. But very few, you, you rarely ever discuss or talk about how we are in a spiritual warfare have you guys noticed that these quote unquote spiritualists who are walking around this 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 come for me for healing and all this other stuff or whatever the case may be very few not even i've never seen not a single one talk about the spiritual warfare that's going on for our souls never not once but you're oh so spiritual. If you're, and the thing is, is that a surprise? No, because if you're tapped into the other demonic realm, Satan don't want you to know that there's a spiritual warfare going on for your life. He gonna have you thinking on the other stuff. Oh yes, if you speak these things, it's going to come into your life. If you have a positive mind, all this extra stuff, but he don't want you to focus on the real thing that's at hand and he's literally robbing you blind. So are you truly aware if you don't know what's truly going on in the spiritual Because we know that the battle for our entire lives takes place in the spirit realm. So for you to be oh so spiritual, but not be aware that there's a war going on for your life and who you're playing with, who you're at war with, Satan, the father of lies, the king of deceit. Y'all, if I knew somebody who was very deceitful, I would be so, so uneasy about everything because I know that deceit means the belief of lies. That means you must be good at lying. That means when you're talking to me, I'm like, oh yeah, you're lying. I I could tell that you're lying. No, you're good at it. (laughs) Everything that glitter ain't gold. Everything that comes in my life isn't sent by God because I know who I'm at war with. This whole, our whole lives, everything in the physical is a manifestation of the spiritual. We have to remember this. We are at, we are in a war. We are in a war. And it's time to get our focus back. Our breakthrough is so close, y'all. Your breakthrough is right around the corner. Don't let Satan rob it from you because I promise you his only plan is to steal, kill, and destroy. Don't let him steal this from you. Don't let him steal this from you. Don't let him bamboozle you. It would break my heart because you've come so far. No matter how many times you've fallen, and that's another thing before I answer these questions, y'all, I'm over here babbling. This is a normal episode. But <laughs> another thing I want to say is, it's it's like, oh, Lord, bring it back to me. I just lost my train of thought. Okay. In in this life, we're going to slip up here and there. Okay? We, we were born in a sinful flesh. We're not perfect. It is going to happen. Okay? But I want you to remember that when you fall, don't keep focusing on the fall. Get back up. It's about consistency, being consistently getting back up, consistently turning back to God, consistently answering the call on your life. Some people say, oh, well, I messed up. I was good for all these time. I went back to my old ways for one second and I just, I just, I'm just so sad about it. I'm just going to beat myself up. We don't got time to do all that. Okay. You messed up. Repent. Keep, keep, keep it going. Come on. We got things to do. We got things to do. Satan will love when he slips you up. This is the thing. Let me expose Satan real quick. And I know Satan and his demons are angry at me, (laughs) but I'm speaking some light right now real quick, y'all. Let me tell you how Satan operate. Satan, he going to try to get you to do sin, obviously, which is outside outside of the will of God. It's missing the mark. It's missing God's perfect standard. So Satan, Satan, convinces you to sin. Like I said, Satan is a deceiver. So say for instance, give me an example, Jess. Say for instance, okay, cool. This is a perfect example. When it comes to masturbation, when it comes to masturbation, when you get horny, first of all, the sexual immortality, um, it's black or white. We shouldn't be masturbating. Okay. Um, God's brought me from that though. Hallelujah um but this is what I'm saying Satan's trying to bring me back to that it's just like get out of my face Satan like I've closed that door ages ago like that's how I know I'm literally laughing like it's to the point where it's like I know I must be close to something because why the hell am I thinking about and it's not I'm thinking about it but it's like I see Satan trying to drop these seeds I'm like Satan get out of here get out of here I'm good on that for real but anyways when it comes to masturbation so before you masturbate typically you get that horny feeling okay it it, it seems low I should masturbate you know let me get a nut off or let me get this orgasm out real quick you know what I'm saying so it sounds good it sounds pleasing and that's what Satan does he's a deceit for he's gonna make it sound good look good attractive oh yeah you should just do it free yourself release yourself you know what I'm saying um so you do it okay and I don't know if this is happening. I know this is happening to a lot of people. I talk to a lot of people. But after you do it, then you low-key feel weird. You feel like disgusted a little bit. Or Ugh, how did I get to this point? Or how did I get here? That is how Satan lures you in. He will make it at first. He'll make it sound good. He'll make it look good. When you now commit and do that thing, he'll then make you feel bad about it. Or look at you. You just did that. Or how did you even get to this? Like that's how he is. He'll he'll make lies in the beginning to swool you in. Once you find, once he finally gets you to uh, commit that act, then he condemns you. Then he makes you feel horrible about it. Then he makes you feel all this and that. Or oh, you, you see, you you're not good enough. You're not worthy enough for the calling on your life. Look at you. You just freaking masturbated. Look at you. you. You're not you're not strong enough. You're he he. That's how he operates. That is how he operates, y'all. He tries to he tries swoo us in with sin. Then after we cave in, he just go completely opposite. But wasn't you the one that was egging me on to do this in the first place? He's so freaking annoying, y'all. So I'm saying this to say that even if you did, okay, like I'm going to keep it a buck with y'all. It'll be some times where I slipped and I felt so bad, but it was like, okay, I got to get back. I got to get back. I got to get back up because he wants you to stay down. If you, especially if you've been on a streak and you've been going like on a running on a good course, you, you, you've been running good. And I'm not just talking about masturbation. I'm talking about whatever it is, wherever in your life that uh, you can apply sin at, um, whether it's gossiping, whether it's talking about people, whether it's whatever, man. So gossiping is really, that's a whole different topic, but gossiping is truly, it comes with so many side effects, y'all. It's not even worth it. It's not even worth you using your words to to belittle the next person. I promise you, it's not. Um, but whatever the case may be, when you slip, don't don't like I said, don't feel like you're you can't get back up. See, Satan would love for you to think that you can get back up, but you can. You know, so don't ever think that you know, it's it's impossible for you to get back up and all this and that. That is a lie from the enemy. God still loves you. God is still waiting on you to turn to him. There's never not one single moment in th- that you will ever have in your life where God says, you cannot turn to me. I promise you that. You heard it here. Okay, so let me get into these questions though. I don't wanna babble y'all ears off too much. Ha <laughs> ha, just kidding. <laughs> but okay, so let's get into these questions. <laughs> All right. So, first question here is: I see you talk about checking to see who a person is sent by. But how do you know for sure if they're sent, if they're God sent or not? Ooh, good question. Let me read, repeat it one more time though. I was kind of rushing it. I see you talk about checking to see who a person is sent by. But how do you know for sure if they're sent by God or not? Um, number one, with me personally. I, it's two things I do to know if a person is sent by God or not. One, I bring it up to God. Like, God, is this person sent by you? And literally every single person I cross, a lot of people I cross, um, I'm like, God, is this person sent by you? Please reveal to me in some way, shape or form they are sent by you. Um, Let me know straight up. If you come to God about it, he's not going to leave you hanging in this period. You know what I'm saying? He's always going to come with some type of confirmation. Two is, I grade their fruit and I judge by the fruit look I'm, I'm grading your fruit so you coming into my life say you a guy ooh and this is for for my ladies okay this is for my ladies so safe is a guy okay and he come into my life or whatever he trying to come into he's trying to come into my life and I'm like okay and, and I'm very parts p- picky on this too I don't play because I know how Satan operate I mm-mm. I don't want no ungonset man please get out of here you know, so I grate the fruit, especially. But if you come into my life and you, first of all, let's get back to the sex topic. Um, if you talk, coming up to me, talking about how you want to do all these things to me, how we should link, I should come over this and that. I'm like, Mm-mm. you're not sent by God because first of all, God knows me. God knows where I'm at right now in my walk. So why would God send me someone who is literally contradicting the, the, the part of my walk that I'm on? You know what I'm saying? Why would God send you someone who is who whose lifestyle is breaking your personal goals? Your personal achievements. Like that that doesn't even sound like God. God will send you somebody who who pushes you, who is helping you become a better person each by every freaking second. God is going to send you people who pour into you. God is going to send you people who bring you initially closer to him seriously. So that's the thing I think of this friendship, what I'm grading your fruit. Oh, you talking about people 24 seven, you gossiping. Mm, are you God sent? You know what I'm saying? Um, But really it comes with asking God for sure, grading their fruit, seeing how they're living. You know what I'm saying? And then sometimes I'm not even going to lie. If you do not know, Say for some time, it can be like, oh God, I can't really tell. Like, it's kind of like a yes and a no. Like, I really don't know which one would it be. Grate the fruit, see, and and just make that risk decision. If they are truly God sent, God will bring them back into your life. But for me, it's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take the risk. You know what I'm saying? Um, So, grate the fruit. How are they living? Grate the fruit is their lifestyle. I'm sorry, y'all. Is their lifestyle or their actions, their personality, whatever. Is it a reflection of what God stands for? If it is not, no. And then think of where you are currently right now in your life, okay? Is this person coming in? If I know that I'm trying to, and this is another thing, stainless loves to distract. So if you're a guy or a girl or whatever, and you you have a goal like, okay, I'm trying to lose weight, I'm trying to do whatever. And somebody come up to you, they look good, blah, 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 blah. And I just feel like, The people who come into your life, it's so funny, it's so coincidental sometimes when you commit to a goal and then somebody comes into your life who literally is helping you, well, wants to help you break that goal, maybe subconsciously or unconsciously. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, "Mm, are you truly God sent? But definitely, yeah, just take it up with your creator, aka your daddy. He's gonna let you know, I promise you, whenever you just ask God about every single person that's in your life, whoever you cross paths with, even if it was for a second in your day. Like, hey God, why did I cross paths with this person today like why did you make me do that because i know that you're very intentional um but my best advice would be honestly grade the fruit y'all we gotta grade the fruit we can't we can't depend on the words and all this uh, extra stuff grade the fruit god says you shall know them by their fruit um and test the fruit of the spirit see if they really what they quote unquote talking um okay Next question is, Hey Jazz, I just want to say you inspire me so much. This podcast has changed me as a person in so many ways, and I thank God as well as yourself for being a part of my life transformation. I know I still have more growing to do, but I'm excited for the journey. My question is, when you decided to commit to your journey, what were some things that helped you with your growth and transformation? Please spill some gems, sis. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I love you so much. Thank you. For this kind words um, Before I even answer your question um, This is literally why I created this podcast y'all um, And it's just I don't know Comments like that Just always seem to get me Because it's just like This podcast is bigger Than just me The the fact that I, I know so many people Are tra- getting their lives Transformed it just, it blows my mind in such a great way. This is truly what I live for. And I wish you so much success on your journey. Um, and I thank God, God is so good. Um, and you know, when it comes to, uh, some things that help me with my growth and transformation, who child, um, let's get, let me think sis. Who? so many things. Um, but I, I, let me go back to when I first was like starting. Number one, I think, was definitely talking to God every single day, but throughout the day. Like, not just doing it, okay, wake up, pray, go to bed, pray, and like not talking to God in between. Um, when, oh, and one thing that really helped me grow was being myself in front of God. I don't know why, like I told you guys before, I grew up in like a religious, um, with a religious background, the Catholic faith. So I always felt like you had to come to God and talk to him in a certain way. I had to kneel down specifically. I had to, I couldn't truly be my true authentic self. I had to put on like this happy mask, or and not, not this happy, like this certain persona to enter his presence. Um, but when I just learned to be comfortable in, in front of God and just truly just depend on him throughout my whole entire day. His voice became louder um, in my life. And I think it's important, too, to understand which way God speaks to you. It's different between person and person. And when I finally realized how God spoke to me, it truly sparked the growth and transformation in my life because now I said, okay, now this is how I know God speaks to me. For a very long time, you guys know this by now, but I was seeking God's voice so hard sometimes I try not to cry oh my god when I think of it guys because nobody understands when I heard when I understood well yeah when I f- heard that wow you literally can hear the voice of God like you can talk to God the creator of all things like you could talk to him and hear his voice I want to hear it I always thought it was audible I always thought it was audible and I was always seeking, I was getting fr- so frustrated. I really thought it was something that I was doing. Like, God, why aren't you talking to me? I literally am talking to you. And I always felt like, okay, God, one day you're going to you're gonna speak to me and I'm going to hear your voice. But I did not realize that, you know, some people do hear God audibly. And this is another thing. One thing that helped with my growth and transformation was when I finally stopped trying to compare myself and my walk to the next person's walk. There's no way. Because your walk with God is so specific, it's so personal that is something so sacred between you and God, so you cannot compare like your relationship with God is your own personal one just like you have your own personal relationships with your parents, your friends, your aunties, your uncles. It's the same with God it's personal it's 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 a personal thing. so when I stop trying to compare myself. Or how God would talk to me or my journey with other people. And I just like was like, okay, God, like, I'm just seeking you. I, it's just me and you. I'm done looking. Okay, this person does it this way and this person prays this way. Like, you have to make it work for yourself and make it work how you make it work for you, whatever works for you. And um sure enough, I tell you guys that. I realized that God, one of the ways God speaks to me was thoughts. And the whole time, he's been speaking to me my whole entire life. I had this whole, like in my phone, and my iPhone, like in the notes section, I would always get all these random thoughts and i jot, sh- jot them down in my notes. And I'm like, okay, God, like you've been talking to me this whole time because all of this is filled up with stuff that only you was telling me. Like I wasn't pulling from this for my own, my own self. Um, so when I learned and now navigated how, okay, this is how God speaks to me. Now I was depending on that to... Uh, go about my everyday life because I know that's how God speaks to me. Another thing for sure, I know this sounds so cliche, but it's so true. With growth, God first of all, God is going to grow and elevate you. We have to understand that we, and I said this in Sunday's episode, you truly don't know yourself. Each and every single day, guys, I'm literally... I'm I'm in, I'm in a so uncomfortable state in my life because I'm realizing that who I thought I was, I'm really not. I mean, yeah, my favorite color is green. I love Chipotle. Like those are the basic facts about me, but like who I thought I was, how I thought I reacted to things or how I thought like my personality was. I mean, I think my personality is still the same, but just truly who I thought I was, I'm really not. And God is like, no, that's who you think you are but I'm showing you who I created you to be. And it's not saying that who I thought I was was wrong or a bad person, but it's just like when you place this belief on yourself and who you think you are, you're limiting room for God to show you who he created you to be because that's what the journey is. Your journey is God showing you who who he's created you to be and you being a vessel for him and and him giving you your whole entire best life while you do his work. That's the journey. Enjoying every single second of it. God created this whole human experience for you, you know? Um, so I'm at a point now, I'm like, wow, I really don't know myself. And it's not in a, in a sense like I'm not aware of who I am. I know my identity. Um, for sure, I know my identity. But it's just like, I don't know I, who I thought I was. I'm not. Because for a very long time, for the first 20 years of my life, I thought it was this one chick who just did this, 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 and this. And God was like, I've called you to do bigger and better. And this is not how you, you know what I'm saying? So I'm saying that to say that to see true growth, you have to go to God. And the word, this is why I'm bringing it back, the Bible, the word is literally seeds planting for your growth. Because like I said, God is going to be the one who shows you who he created you to be your friends, your family, the devil, they can't do that because they did not create you. And isn't that so crazy? We let people who did not create us steal our joy. God forbid. At the end of the day, we, like, we're like we a creation. The sun is a creation of God. Uh, the grass is a creation of God. The devil is a creation of God too because God created him too. He was once an angel, we know this, Lucifer, but he was a creation too. Everything is a creation but the creator, Everything that is not God is is the creation. Everything that we know. So it's like, why are you... Why are we letting creation steal our joy? Why are we letting creation make us lose our blessings and get us out of alignment with our life's purpose? Why? When we have a chance to form an intimate crea- relationship with our creator. Um, but one thing that helped me grow was... First and foremost, realizing how God spoke to me. So I knew that this is how I'm going to communicate with him Two, getting in my word. Because when, when, whenever you open that word, God is there, this is God's word. This is God. Literally, this is God's word. So you're always going to find him there. Um, and just opening my heart to just get to know him. And I think that's what helped with me learning how God speaks to me because it's like, okay, God, now I know that I don't gotta talk to you. I could talk to how I talk to my friends, my mama, my daddy. I could be my complete self. How I'm talking on this podcast, this is how exactly I talk to God. I do not sugarcoat, I do not act a certain no. God knows me and my personality. Um so I'm like, okay God, I know how you talk to me now. I know now I know I don't need to like act a certain way in front of you. I could just be my true authentic self. Now I know how you talk to me. That's number two. Now I'm gonna open this word and seek you. Like I wanna, I wanna see you for who you are, um, and see your heart and just I want you to. I want to learn more about you. You know what I'm saying? Just like he's when you're learning about yourself, because God, it's like God says, if you learn more about you, if you learn more about me, if you take the time and give me your whole heart, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you're gonna also learn about yourself. And I'm going to show you and teach you some things about yourself. I'm going to tell you what I've placed on the inside of you. I'm going to tell you how powerful you are. I'm going to tell you how much gifts you have inside of you. I'm going to tell you how to use them, what your calling is. That's what he does. Okay? And when I realized that this is an intimate relationship, like God is my best friend, and just like how you have best friends where you can tell your secrets to, God got secrets of his own that he wants to give you, AKA revelation. (laughs) And when I tell y'all God got some nice spicy secrets that will change the whole, how you view your entire life and life in itself in a positive way. It is amazing. Um, so another thing that helped me grow was definitely subtracting myself from negative entities and energies. Um, I tell y'all, like horror movies like things with killing and stuff I know it sounds so small and meniscus and all that's childish but it's just like no why am I watching this what what am I what am I feeding my spirit um when it came to music music was the biggest um thing that helped me grow um I think when you separate yourself from negative entities and entities um perverse music or like music about killing let's keep it real like I said in Sunday's episode you will know them by their fruit Uh, especially with a a artist's lyrics like if I'm listening to you talk about literally killing people all day death that's what I'm attracting because those are low what your words your words are speaking death it's not life you know and even though I know myself I'm not gonna kill nobody the hell but the fact that I'm still taking in those vibrations, those low vibrations, it's, it's, it's not working for me. If I know I want to vibrate high, if I don't I want to vibrate high, why am I listening to low vibrational music? Why am I listening to music about suicide? Why am I listening to music about how I hate myself? I don't I don't trust nobody. My heart is cold. Why am I listening to music like that? Like seriously, seriously stop and ask yourself. Why am I listening to music like this? But I know I want to live my best life and I know that I want to be the best person I could ever become. Do you know how powerful music is? Oh my gosh, y'all. Let me not get and I told y'all, don't get me started on this music thing, man. That's an episode for a whole nother day. But um I think definitely just sub- subtracting my things that didn't vibrate in the things that I want, in the way that I wanted to vibrate. I know for growth, you have to vibrate high. You have to be at a, vibrating at a high level. Your frequency has to be high. Um, and, um, you're not going to vibrate high being attached and still connected to low vibrational things and people and objects, you know? So I had to separate myself from that. But those were the things that helped me grow. Um, my journal has helped me grow tremendously. I started my journal in March. I do not know where I would be without this journal right now, y'all. Um some other things would just be just speaking positively about myself and my situations and just honestly, but for real the word, because the word has just revealed so much things to me. It's ridiculous. It's, it's in a good way, but it feel, I feel unstoppable. Like, you know, when they say like, um, like, you know, when I, I'm peaceful, even through the storm, like that is me. And I know I would have never been like that if I wasn't in my word. Like when storms come, I'm literally at peace and I still have like such a positive outlook, like I'm okay. And it's so weird to me, but it's like so practical, but it's because God has prepared me for this. I know what the Bible says about this and God has given me such a peace that no matter what is going on externally around me, I know that I'll be okay. You know, so true growth comes with Spending time with God because God is your strength, I promise you. And your transformation and elevation will come through spending time with him, trusting what he says, and being obedient to whatever he needs you to do. And yeah, I think that that those are like the, the basic keys. And then from there, your journey is just going to like exceed and excel. Okay, y'all, so I got one more question and then we're going to jump into the Bible breakdown. Let me pull this back up, boy. Okay, so it says, I got a question It might be for your audience too. How would you know enough pain is enough? Like, you can only cope with so much and you tell yourself, should you let it continuously continue? Like, I've been through a lot with my past relationship and he always thinks he's right, but he runs now over But he runs now over when I trust him and do me dirty. I think this is a typo. So let me read this one more time. Okay, I got a question. I got a question. It might be for your audience too. How would you know enough pain is enough? Like you can only cope with so much and tell yourself should you let it continuously continue. Like I've been through a lot with my past relationship and he always thinks that he's right. But he runs now over what I trust him and do me the oh he runs you over like he takes you over okay he runs you over when you trust him and he does you dirty because of the trust you give him okay I see um so great question um first and foremost I think it's funny you already answered your question how do you know when enough pain is enough you know when enough pain is enough when you literally are asking someone how do I know enough pain is enough You're asking it, but you, you, you've, you've at some point right now have, have hit a level in your, in your, in your life, in this relationship that you're like, okay, this is like getting out of hand. You're literally asking the question. I believe if you're asking the question, you know, you know what I'm saying? Um, I know enough pain is enough when I, when it's like repetitive, you know what I'm saying? You can say you love me, all this and that, but like I said, words are words, and I'm not saying words aren't powerful, but your actions need to be backed up by your words. So if you're saying that he always thinks he's right, number one, he's dealing with pride. Prideful people. Me, and we have to remember that, Who is so funny because it's pride month, y'all, right? But let's keep it black or white. Um pride was before the fall. <laughs> That's what got Satan kicked out of heaven. Pride. So it's, it's pride is, is, a, is, it's not mm-mm. pride is something that he's obviously dealing with. Um, who's somebody who can be corrected or not even corrected, but just still like told about themselves, you know, but my thing is this. If this is a, a relationship, right? And let me let me explain this. Let me explain this to you. You're in a relationship or past relationship because you said this is your past relationship now. Relationships and are really supposed to lead to marriage, which we don't, right? And we know that marriage is supposed to reflect how God loves the church. God, It's supposed to reflect love at the end of the day, love. We know that God is love, okay? So if you're in a relationship, and it's bringing you nothing but pain, it's not a reflection of who God is because God does not bring you pain. God brings you peace. You get what I'm saying? So if you're in a relationship that is outside of how God operates, if it's not not in the context in which God desires, that's when it's enough for me because it's like, I know that My relationship is to reflect and resemble love. This is not love if it's bringing me pain because love we we let society say what love is and love is this love should look like this. No love should look like God because God is love. God is love. Nothing else. No other religion. And I say I'm not religious, but if you think no other religion has ever said I am love, you know, God is love. That is the whole principle. So. For you to love somebody, you have to treat them as if God would. Your relationship has to be a reflection of how God would treat other people. It has to be a reflection of how God operates. So God does not bring you pain. You know, um, and I definitely would say, regardless whatever the case may be with this relationship, don't put it all on yourself. When you get pain in any situation, you bring it back on God. That's number one. God is going to carry that load. So when you say it, it's um, you, you, you can only cope with so much. Of course, you can only cope with so much. We're not even created to hold all this pain and stress of the world. It's not even in our identity. You know what I'm saying? So you, I know you can only cope with so much, and I don't want you holding on to that. You need to give it to the Lord and let Him do what He needs to do. And maybe sometimes God uses pain. And it's not that he brings pain, but sometimes he lets it, he allows it to manifest because t- so we can see the inner beauty of ourselves and to see what we want more for ourselves. You need to seriously sit down and ask yourself, what do I want out of a man? Number one, what, not even want, what are my standards? I told you ladies this in the last Axe Jazz episode last week. Go listen to it. I got standards. If you're not meeting my standards, you gotta go. And if you, I'm so sorry, y'all got a hiccup. But if you if you were meeting my standards, you, there would be no pain that you would be bringing me. If I know one of my standards was communication, I want to be able to effectively and successfully communicate my thoughts and feelings and emotions with you without feeling any judgment or any nonsense back and forth. If that is my standard, but you over here dealing with pride and always want to be right all the time and not leaving me room to express myself, you're not even meeting a standard of mine. So, why am I with you? Set your standards. When you set your standards, it becomes so much smoother. And honestly, focus. I think it's time. Let this go. Let this go. You sound like you are holding on to a lot, and it sounds like he's brought you through a lot. You need to heal and just fall in love with yourself. Fall in love with yourself. You do not need no man. I'm not saying that we don't need men. Like, I mean, but I'm saying, like, a man. You have to be whole within yourself before you could even give yourself emotionally to some person. You get what I'm saying? If you're not right within, you can only, you can only be, if you're not right within, the person, you can only get what's on that same level as you, aka that same frequency as you, if you get what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying? So you need to be whole within, number one, at the end of the day, you need to be whole within, cast all your pain on God. Cause God is like you not you shouldn't even be holding on to none of this number one and ask God God is this even a relationship ordained by you? I promise you, God hates seeing us in pain. He hates it. Our whole time we're going to get get into this in this Bible breakdown real quick, but God never even intended to, for there to be pain. Not until the fall of Adam, because Adam ate from the tree that opened the door for all that you know, before, before Adam even ate from the tree, there was no, there was no such thing as good because for there to be good, you have to recognize evil. There was never any evil in the world until Adam ate the apple. Uh, so you have to literally look at yourself and ask God, like not ask God, I lost my train of thought. I forgot what I was going to say oh my gosh, God gonna bring it back to me one day. If I, if it, if you don't bring it back to me now, I'm gonna just reply to you in the DMS. But, um, definitely you said, or should you let it continuously continue? Why would you let pain continuously continue? I'm getting close to it. God, basically I'm saying like, dang, God brought me something. I forgot. Uh, but yeah, this relationship, mm -mm. no, we don't take pain over here. Okay. Um, I'm, I was going to say something, y'all, but I forgot. Oh my gosh. But I'm going to just DM it to you. But I just want to end with this, like this pain that you holding on to is not even your pain to be holding on to. Oh, I remember. Thank you, Jesus. God does it. Like I said, God hasn't, um, doesn't, it, hasn't, it, has never intended for you to be in pain. Um, and him seeing you in this relationship or past relationship or whatever, where you're, when you're when you're getting hurt, when you're getting painful, or yeah, when you are experiencing pain, it's hurting God because God doesn't want to see you go through that. So if it's hurting God to see you go through pain by being connected to this person, why are you with them? You get what I'm saying? And think of it. If God loves you, why would he bring you someone who hurts you? I don't care if it's physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Why would he do it? That is not love. That is not love. So... If this person is bringing you nothing but pain and you're asking if you should continue, let it continuously continue, no. At some point, you have to be sick and tired of being sick and tired. And it, and it will only stop when you let it stop. You're in control of this thing. You're in control of your life, okay? So is this worth holding on to? You have to ask this person. Yeah, we may have had good, great memories, great this and that, but are you worth holding on to? Look at what he's bringing. Like I say, grade the fruit he's bringing you pain. You're saying when he talks, he always thinks he's right. He does you dirty. That is his fruit. That is his fruit. Great. The fruit. Now he doing me dirty. He never let, he over talks me or whatever. He, he, uh, he's bringing me pain. So that is his fruit. Now, do I want to eat that? Do I want to partake in that? Or do I want a man who listens to me, who makes me feel secure, who makes me feel beautiful, who makes who does it, who gives me peace. Grade the fruit, sis. Grade the fruit. I really hope that helped you. So, guys, that was it for the questions for this week. Make sure you send in your questions at Babbling with Jazz on the social media sites. If you have an answer for the questions, like, yo. Add it in the babbling with Jad, like comment on the Instagram or Twitter and I want to know your answers for some of these questions. Let's get this conversation started, you guys, um, because that's truly what um, what this podcast is for. It's like, yeah, I'm starting the conversations, but I want these conversations to be like hell, like all over like we're actually talking about these things now you know like we're starting the conversations and I'm just gonna be the leader because ain't nobody else trying to start these conversations and I'm gonna be the one having these uncomfortable conversations okay okay that's period <laughs> but without further ado let's jump into our bible breakdown hey you all so we're in the bible breakdown segment of the Babylon Jazz podcast and in this segment of Bible Breakdown, y'all, I just really want to just quickly just talk about Genesis. Um, I've been reading Genesis lately, um, and I've just been looking at it in a different light. Um, I'm not, I'm going to necessarily, I'm just going to break down one verse in it, but it's really this, this segment today, today's segment isn't really about the specific verse. I mean, it is, but it's just about like, the. I, I just want us to look at the, um, the, look at Genesis in a different light. I think that Genesis is so cool and such a slept on verse. I think that when we think of Genesis, we just think, okay, Adam and Eve ate the tree, got kicked out of Eden. Like, but it's deeper than that. Like this, that one action, that one action literally has set the tone of how we, we're, we're still literally facing their repercussions for that one action. You know, like that, that story, the beginning explains why we currently are here where we are today. It explains everything. And I think I just quickly for this segment today, I just wanted to just, it's so funny. And I explained this in Sunday's episode. It's just so crazy to me how God told Adam that he could do whatever. He just said, he gave Adam one simple instruction. Do not eat from this tree. Okay? God gave him that um, instruction. And when he gave him that instruction, Adam broke it. And he eventually did. Now, that has made Adam disobedient. And now because of the disobedience, it shows you now, it's a reflection of what disobedience will do to you and how disobedience is harmful uh, and what comes that disobedience comes with a repercussion. But the thing that I just want to hit on today is how a simple act of eating an apple led to letting entire sin of the world before they ate the apple was no such thing as killing. It was no such thing as stealing. But from eating an apple... That one act of disobedience opened a door for a different thing. So it really makes me wonder if my simple act of disobedience, what what makes me so different from Adam? If I am disobedient in this one area and I'm thinking, oh, I'm just disobedient here. But no, that probably opened a whole different door of something completely different that's probably not connected, but still at the end connected to that single act of disobedience that I made. You get what I'm saying? Um, So I wanted to talk about, this is how loving God is, y'all. I want y'all to see this. So y'all might hear my Bible turning. So we know that Adam and Eve eventually went off. They got kicked out of heaven, but they had children. They had multiple children, come to find out. But the two that we learn, we know about, or may not know about, I need to stop assuming that everybody knows, but uh, Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel, so they're brothers, right, y'all? Um, so I believe Cain was the first son. Yeah, so Cain was born first, and then he has a baby brother named Abel. Now, um, at this time, Cain and Abel, they um, were working. And mind you, a part of the repercussion for us eating the tree, not us, Adam eating from the eating the apple, was that um, now we had to work. Before all this work that we doing now, that's nine to five, that's all this and that, that was never God's intention <laughs> at all. But since Adam ate from the tree, now um we have to work. Um and I Loki should bring up some scripture to back that up because it says something about like sweat. Um Okay. So chapter nine, oh no, uh, verse three, chapter 19 in Genesis, it says by the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground. Since from it, you were taken for dust. You are and to dust. You will return. So saying by the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food. That is how you're going to get fed. That is how you're going to make a living for yourself from the sweat of your brow. Meaning you got to work now. Before I had everything all laid out for you. I had this good, good, good life. But now you wanted to eat from the tree. Okay, go ahead. Now you got to work for everything. Mm -mm -mm. Thanks so much, Adam. (laughs) But uh, so now, mind you, Cain and Abel. So like I said, now we have to work. So Cain and Abel, um, so Abel was the one, he kept flocks. And uh, Cain worked the soil. Okay, so they basically uh, were working. That's how they got their basically they're living really. So, you know, to answer the presence of God, uh, at this time now, this is why we have to do offerings or sacrifices or stuff like that. Uh, because, but, but before that we were just always really nilly in the presence of God. So it talks about in chapter four, how, um, Cain and Abel, like they were giving sacrifices to God to enter his presence or whatever. So Abel gives God, uh, uh, uh his sacrifice or whatever, his like some, like for the first 10 or something. Of his, like flock or whatever the first the first production of his flock uh because you know like I said he was uh he kept flocks so God accepted it and he blessed him come to Abel no no Abel did that now come to Cain Cain brought something I guess he brought like um uh, Cain brought some uh fruits and soil fruits of the soil as an offering to God and God like didn't accept it basically long story short God was like um no I'm not accepting this and uh, basically it made Cain in a sense angry or jealous with Abel okay jealousy forms it's so funny to me that though this is all ap- after the fall Of Adam and Eve there was no ever there was never such thing as jealousy resentment all this and that um but so basically long story short we know that Abel gets no Cain gets jealous he gets angry and God is even like why are you angry why is your face downcast if you do what is right will you not be accepted but if you do not what is right sin is crouching at your door it desires to have you, but you must overrule it. Ooh, that's just giving me something. Number one, first and foremost, about, I know some people may be asking, well, why was Cain's offering not accepted, but Abel's was? We have to remember that it's life is all about a hot, heart posture thing. God views us and sees us for our hearts. So I'm thinking, it doesn't explain why God didn't accept it. But to me, I personally think that it was, it had to have been because Abel's heart posture wasn't in I mean Cain I keep mixing mixing them up Cain is the one that killed Abel later on if y'all didn't know I'm sorry but yeah Cain killed Abel (laughs) but Cain I don't think his heart posture was in the right place and that's why God didn't accept his thing but the thing God that's why God didn't accept his sacrifice but we have to remember that even God didn't even like make uh Cain like feel bad about it he literally told Cain like he he gave him another chance you know like You know, you can bring it back to me, but just, no, I'm not accepting this. Um, So your heart posture has to be in the right place. What are your motives behind why you're doing what you're doing? Are you feeding the homeless and recording it on video to just get that clout and make it seem like you really are just out here being a helpful person? Or are you feeding the homeless because you truly genuinely want the homeless to be fed? What is your motives? And only God sees your heart. God knows your heart, so you can't finesse him. So long story short, Abel gets, I mean, Cain gets jealous of Abel and Cain kills Abel. Okay. The first murderer. Oh, before I even jump into that, let me read that verse that I just read. This is verse chapter four, verse six. I mean, verse seven. Now this is explaining sin. Okay. And how it's it's coming for us, how it wants us. So it says, if you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. God is telling us straight up that sin desires to have us. First of all, we are born a sinful flesh. Our flesh and our spirit are always going to be clashing against each other until we're six feet under. Um, but sin desires to have us. And God is saying, but you must overrule it. So yes, that temptation, it's going to come. It's it Duh like just because oh well I was tempted so I did it like no just because you were tempted doesn't mean that you were supposed to go along with it and we have to remember that temptation don't mean you sin temptation is not sin until you make a move out of that temptation okay so sin is it's it's desiring to have us it wants to swallow us up so we are automatically fighting sin automatically. And God says, but you must overrule it. And the cool thing I love is that's what Jesus is here for y'all. That's what Jesus came back here for. He defeated sin. He's the only one who defeated sin. God himself. He's the only one who defeated sin. So if you truly want to defeat sin, if you truly want to overrule it, you have to accept Jesus because Jesus is the only one who defeated it. And once you accept Jesus, you get his spirit. Now you're going to be Jesus walking on this earth, healing people, bringing people from the dead, all this stuff. I'm telling you. So that's the cool thing um, I picked up from this, that part. But moving forward though, what's crazy is that a simple act of eating from a tree now led to a death. Can do y'all see how just mind-blowing that is? Adam ate a tree, a simple he ate from he ate an apple from a tree. Now come to find out his son later down in line, because he opened that door to sin in his life in the world now there's death. This is the first ever death. There's so many deaths that go around in this world, which I know is very, very sad, but this is the very first death that we see the very first. And it's so funny. Cause God was like, ask, um, he asked Cain and I love it. God will ask you questions when you know, when he already knows the answer, he's like, Hey, Cain, where's your, where's your brother Abel? Where, where's he at? And Cain's like, I don't know, am my brother? Am I my brother's keeper? Like, I don't know why. Why don't you go ask him? Like, God already knew that what he did, um, and you know, God eventually said He was going to punish him and stuff like this. And you know, he gets his consequences. But the thing that I want you guys to, I want us to focus on, is this: how Cain was like freaking. I was like, oh my gosh, this punishment is more than I can bear. And you know, uh, you know, God said I'm kicking you out of my presence and all this and that. Um, And I think the thing that we have to realize too, I'm sorry, I have to hiccup. The thing that we have to realize too is if we noticed, Adam disobeyed, aka sinned, got kicked out of God's presence. Cain, now sinned, killed somebody, sinned, got kicked out of God's presence. So sin, and this is why God doesn't like sin because sin is not of God. So when you sin, you are literally pushing yourself out of God's presence. And I think this is why, one of the reasons why God doesn't want us to sin, why do you think sin is coming for us so hard as it did as it is? Why do you think it's trying to why do you think sin desires us? Because first of all, sin is outside of God. We know who the prince of the world is is the enemy. The enemy doesn't want us in God's presence. So if the enemy can get you caught up in sin, you're outside of the presence of God. Understand that. But I just wanna this is the verse that I really want us to just think and just love on, just see God's heart. Is that um oh, because also Cain was like crying and basically saying in verse 14, today, you're driving me out of the land and I will be hidden from your presence. I will be a restless wanderer on the earth and whoever finds me will kill me. So Cain is like over here crying, look, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be wandering. I'm kicked out of God's presence. Whoever's People going to kill me. Somebody going to kill me. And look what God said. Look what my best friend God said. And first of all, before I even read it, I think what another beautiful thing I love about the Bible is knowing that this God, that, the, the Lord and all the stuff that is in this Bible, he's very much alive. And this is who, who we're connecting with every single day on a daily basis. Like this is him. That's the part that just gets me. But look at what my best friend said, y'all. My best friend was like in chapter, in verse 15, not so anyone who kills Cain will suffer vengeance seven times over. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain so that no one who found him would kill him. Wow. So God protected Cain. Even that is God's love. Like, oh my God, do y'all see it? Like Cain killed somebody. Cain over here, got he got his punishment. He's over here crying, oh my gosh, now somebody's going to kill me if they see me. God's like, nope, ain't nobody going to kill you. And I'm put this mark on you. So whoever does see you, they're not going to kill you. Can somebody please tell me how is that not love? I really want to know. It's going to say that even though in our mess, God still loves us and God still looks out for us. God marked Cain. He was well and undeserving of it. He was so undeserving. So I I don't want you to think, and this ties back into what I was saying in the beginning and before I close, don't ever think that your sin or whatever you've done is is too much for God or you don't deserve to go back to the presence of, no, I'm here to tell you that is a lie. God still loves you and God is still going to bless you. I mean, your sin can really miss out on some of the blessings, but God, just because you sin, you mess up. God has said, like, okay, all your blessings for the entire your rest of your life are canceled. I, I, I revoke the promise that I have on your life and your calling. Never, not once will God ever say that. So I think it's important to view like how God really marked Cain and saved Cain's life, even when Cain was the one who killed somebody, the first killer. And I got over here protecting you. And God said, The person whoever tries to kill you, anyone who kills Cain, will suffer vengeance seven times over. So, seven times worse if somebody tried to kill you. Man, that is my best friend. And I hope that this episode really touched you in some shape or form. If it did send me a DM, send it to your friends, your family, send it, um, Comment it up, like it up, or mention it up on the social media sites at Babbling With Jazz, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Send your questions for the next Ask Jazz episode, which will be next week. Send them at babblingwithjazz at gmail.com. If you loved this episode or any of my episodes or this podcast, if you could just subscribe, number one, you should be subscribed by now. But two, give me a rating. Tell me how you think about it. Tell me what you love. Tell me what you like. Um, and I just want to end with this, y'all. We are we're so close to a breakthrough right now. And I'm just so excited for all of us. God is doing so much in our lives. And I'm just so excited to see what God is about to do fully. Just know that if nobody else supports you, know that I'm over here rooting for you and supporting you. And I'm telling you, quitting is not an option. So you better find another option, but quitting ain't it, okay? God is about to blow our minds our entire lives, y'all. And the fact that you're seeking him, the fact that you are not putting him in a box, the fact that you are trusting in him, being obedient, that is going to change your entire life and save your life, I promise you. And because of that, God is going to do exceedingly and abundantly. I promise you, it's nothing to worry about. God is saying to you, like, go for it. It's time to stop playing around. I've I've given you all the confirmation. Just do it. I'm with you every step of the way. You're not doing this by your own strength. And sometimes I know it's easy for us to think that we are because sometimes we we wish we could see it, but he's within y'all and he loves you and he's here for you and he's rooting for you and I'm rooting for you. So Lord God, I'm just praying for a successful week for not me, not just me, but my whole entire family, Lord God, my listeners. I love them so much. And I just pray, Lord God, that you just continue to guide us into whatever you want to guide us into. God, give us clarity like never before. May we fall in love with your word more and more, Lord God, and whatever that the enemy has trying to plot us, Lord God, I pray that you reveal it. May we see it clear as day. I love you so much and I thank you for the grace, the love, the favor, the blessings that you have placed in our lives, Lord God. And I'm just so excited to see what you're about to do next. God, I pray for peace. I pray for clarity. I pray for financial abundance. I pray for financial breakthrough. And I just pray that we just continue to trust you with our entire lives and give our whole entire hearts to you. In your heavenly name, I pray, amen. I love you guys so much. Stay connected on the social media sites. Next Sunday's episode is gonna be nice. So you don't wanna miss it. You heard it here. My name is Jasmine Charlie. You tuned into one of the best podcasts ever, Babbling with Jazz. And as I always say, stay prayed up, positive vibes only, and remain in alignment with the perfect will for your life, which is God's will. Love you guys.